Welcome to Words of Inspiration with Rev. James T. Brown, Jr., the lead pastor of Tabernacle of Worship. Let's join today's message in progress. Well, family, we're going to be teaching, actually culminating a quick lesson here in our series, Rise Up rise up there there's some things that god has placed in my heart i believe that's going to bless you today it's going to bless you and i want you to turn in your bible to the book of luke saint luke chapter 13 luke chapter 13 and we're going to begin at verse 20 luke 13 and verse 20 and here the word of god reads and it says and again he said, Whereunto shall I liken the kingdom of God? It is like leaven, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal, till the whole was leavened. Till the whole was leavened. We're going to speak today from the subject, Oh, I get it. Oh, I get it get it. I know some of you are saying, Pastor, I, I don't get it yet. I want you to know before this message is over, you will get it. You will get it. By the time this message is over, you will get it. And in order to really dig into these verses, we have to look at the word leaven again. Leaven again. If you would just look at this word with me, because remember last week we learned that the word leaven in scripture often refers to the moral and mental corruption and its tendency to infect others. Remember that? The moral and mental corruption and its tendency to infect others. That's usually how we see leaven in scripture we see leaven that way that way in fact jesus warned his disciples to beware of the leaven of the pharisees which is you remember hypocrisy beware of the leaven of the pharisees which is hypocrisy it is hypocrisy now this makes perfect sense because of how the word leaven is commonly viewed in scripture it makes perfect sense. In fact, the Apostle Paul reminded the church at Corinth that a little leaven does what? Leaveneth the whole lump. Now, some of you remember that you've heard it so much and you remember that. You say, oh yeah, a little leaven, leaveneth the whole lump. That's exactly what Paul told them that at the church at Corinth. He told the church at Corinth that very thing. So in other words, just a little leaven will change everything just a little leaven will change everything just a little leaven changes everything he went on to tell them to purge out the old leaven and become a new lump that is unleavened in order to truly celebrate and appreciate the sacrifice that christ had made to understand the value of Jesus in their lives, they needed to be able to purge out the old leaven, as he said, the old leaven, because this was the leaven of malice and wickedness. He identified it. This was the leaven of malice and 
wickedness. Remember, Jesus identified the, 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 the leaven of the Pharisees as hypocrisy. Well, here Paul identifies this leaven as malice and wickedness because he was speaking to them about sexual immorality and things of that nature. So he said, listen, this is the leaven. It's the leaven of malice and wickedness. And you've got to be able to get that old leaven out. Get the old leaven out and become unleavened, unleavened. Now, here's the reality. What Paul was asking them to do was technically impossible. <laughs> it was technically impossible. You know why? What he was asking them to do uh, could only be done by the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the only one that can change your heart. The Holy Spirit is the only one that can change your mind. He's the only one that can do that. But he was telling them, no, no, you go ahead and you mind it out. You mind it out. But you can do it with the power of the Holy Spirit. The power of the Holy Spirit. Now, that's because the reason why the Holy Spirit has to do it is because leaven is virtually impossible to see or separate once it is a part of the lump. Once you have taken the leaven and placed it in the lump for those that bake and you mix it in, it's virtually impossible to separate. You can't tell the difference of it from the rest of the lump. Once you put the rest of the dough, once you put the leaven in, you can't tell the difference. So here, in fact, when we look at the definition of the word leaven, when we look at the definition of what leaven actually is, we see that leaven is one, one, a substance such as yeast used to produce fermentation in dough or a liquid. Let me say that again. A substance such as yeast used to produce fermentation in dough or a liquid. Number two, it's a material such as baking powder used to produce a gas that lightens dough or batter. Oh, it produces a gas that lightens dough or batter. Number three is something that modifies or lightens. That's what this is. Number four, the last one, to raise something such as bread with a leaven, with a leaven. So in other words, leaven is used to make it raise or rise, to make it raise or rise. That's what leaven is used for. That's what it does. In fact, this leaven, or this leads us rather to how leaven is actually applied. This leads us to how leaven is actually applied. It isn't just placed on the top of the lump or on the bottom of the lump. That's not what it is. It's, it's not done that on the top of the lump or the dough. No, it is actually mixed in. It's mixed in making it impossible to distinguish or separate and the agents of the leaven begin to lighten the dough, allowing it to rise. Do you see that? It begins to lighten the dough, allowing it to rise once it's stirred in, once it's stirred in. This brings us to our text for today. Look with me back at verse 20 here. Again, it says, this is Jesus speaking. It says, and again, he said, whereunto shall I liken the kingdom of God? Whereunto shall I liken the kingdom of God? Here, 
This lets us know we have to understand, we have to notice that Jesus is looking for a comparison to the kingdom of God. Jesus is looking for a comparison to the kingdom of God. He's looking to actually be able to say, how can I compare this to make you understand exactly what the kingdom is? And, and see, this is the thing. Most are expecting an explanation of a kingdom with many territories, possessing a, a large army with a multitude of garrisons of troops ready to overthrow their enemies and advance their territory. When you're talking about the kingdom, that's what they're expecting. That's what they were looking for, especially the kingdom of God. So this is what they thought would happen. Now, this is actually what the world expects in a kingdom. This is how the world expects. This is what the world thinks of when you hear the word kingdom. But it's not what Jesus used to describe his father's kingdom. It's not what Jesus used to describe his father's kingdom. In fact, in the earlier part of this passage around verse 18 and going down, he talked about the kingdom. He said he likened it to a mustard seed. Y'all remember that? A mustard seed. If anyone has seen a mustard seed before, you take it and you put it in the palm of your hand, you can hardly see it. You can hardly see it. In fact, you have to be very careful because if you blow on it by accident, it'll fall down and you'll never find it again. <laughs> you'll never find it again. But he said this little seed was taken by a man and planted in, the, in his garden. And what did it do? It grew into a tree in which wild birds flew around and they landed in the tree. And when they landed there, they formed nests and things of that nature. They made habitat there. It was their new home. Their new dwelling place was there. He likened it to the kingdom. But this in our chapter, in our scripture, he says this in verse 21. I want you to see this with me. It is like leaven which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal like the whole was leavened. It is like leaven. We, we learn here that the kingdom of God moves silently, insensibly, without any force or violence. It's important, insensibly. I love that word. It means that you can't sense it. You can't you can't smell it. You, you can't see it. You, you can't touch it. But yet it is around. It is there. It's powerful. It is overcoming, sometimes overwhelming. And you're trying to figure out how in the world do I understand this kingdom? And he's like, how do I explain this? How do I liken it? Then he said this. It is like leaven. It is like leaven. Mm. Now, you see, I want you to notice something. Remember everything that we heard about leaven before? Now we have to understand, we, we have to see that leaven isn't the problem. <laughs> leaven isn't the problem. We just have to get the right kind of leaven. Ah, we just have to get the right kind of leaven. Listen, let me, let me help you out. My Bible scholars, you'll remember when you look through the book of Leviticus and in Deuteronomy, when it talks about the sacrifices and things of that nature, you'll know oftentimes it will say that you need to bring unleavened bread. 
unleavened bread. We know that it's flat bread oftentimes in our culture today. It's usually flat bread. There are some pita breads that do rise though, so, but it's, it's flat bread without any type of leaven or yeast. So it talks about bringing unleavened bread. But when you continue to read and you continue to study, you'll discover that there's some bread that they're allowed to come that has leaven in it. It actually has leaven in it. As you read and you study, you'll find that it, there's sometimes that they will bring the bread that has leaven in it. So then the question becomes, what kind of leaven? You, you have to be careful of the kind of leaven. And watch this. You have to be careful of the time. Because there may be time when you need unleavened bread and there's time when you need leavened bread. You have to understand the difference knowing the time of the Lord, the time of the Lord. But here we need to know what kind of leaven because all leaven is not bad. You have to know the kind. You see, we see that the leaven was actually what? It was hid in the meal. It was hid in the meal, in the meal. He, she put it there, the, the woman, she says, like a woman who takes leaven and puts it in three measures of meal, three measures of three measures, father, son, holy ghost, three measures of meal that they place the leaven in. So he understood that we see that we see that it's hid in the meal. Now watch this. It was mixed in among the meal in plain sight. It was mixed in among the meal in plain sight. But I love how Jesus said, he said it was hid. It was hid. Notice he says hid in three measures of meal. But yet it was mixed in in plain sight. This wasn't done obscurely or secretly. But here's the thing. The enemy could not discern it. <laughs> the enemy could not discern when the, when the actual leaven was stirred into the meal. Couldn't discern when it was mixed into the meal. Couldn't discern when it happened. And that is so important to understand. You see, it's under the heat of adversity and conflict. The leaven begins to change the properties in the meal. Now, why is that important, Pastor? Help me understand. I want you to understand it. The reason why it's important, because remember what the definition of meal of, of leaven was? Remember? Here, the definition, it says that it's a material such as baking powder used to produce a gas that lightens the dough or lightens the dough or batter. Here, once it gets in, it begins to lighten the batter. It begins to make it able to rise, to lift, and not lay flat. And the only way it could happen is once it comes under the heat of adversity and conflict. Once you come under the heat of that, then the leaven that is within you is able to rise. The leaven that is within you is able to manifest, is able to activate, is able to do exactly what it is made to do. Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that it was a blessing to you. If you're in the metro Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for our regularly scheduled services at Tabernacle of Worship. You will also be able to get this entire message. Please feel free to visit our website at www.taboworship.org. That's www.taboworship.org for more information.